Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. This is Keeping It 100 with my co-host and team, Leo Rydell and Jordan Rosario. How you doing, Jordan? Happy Sunday. Tell me a story. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, indeed. Man, today I am a little bit sore. I uh, did some yard work with the uh, roommate. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, Des, but uh, yesterday we had a, uh, a storm like some uh, some storm out of nowhere that just completely like blew away some branches on trees uh, around my block. So my roommate and I decided to gather some firewood and decided to haul like 90 pounds of firewood back to our uh, our backyard. So a uh, little bit of a workout, feeling a bit sore, but at the end of the day, I got firewood for days, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Firewood. And like you said, definitely with the storm yesterday, uh, just hit out of nowhere. Um, but this weekend for me was kind of just relaxing and uh, um, just sleeping a lot, watching a lot of Netflix. I know there's uh, 13 Reasons Why, which we'll get into that later in the show today, that premiered uh, this weekend. So it's been number one on Netflix. But I mean, I've been watching that a little bit and kind of just relaxing, uh, trying to enjoy the weather while I can. But, I mean, we have a lot of topics to talk about, news about the NBA and their their uh, agreement to start the season up. We have uh, news about uh, the riots and the protests uh, this week alone um, and other things in the sports world as well uh, with that uh, riot and protest. So, uh, Jordan, um, before we get into it, what is your thoughts about it before we even dive into it? What, what's your thoughts? Well, really, I mean, today, uh, I mean, I'm excited to talk about the NBA restarting and whatnot. Certainly, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that for sure. But for me, sports just doesn't really matter anymore to me. I mean, with the, everything that's going on, just seeing all the, all the divisiveness here in this country, seeing the protests, seeing people really support, seeing people really not support it, but... I think what I really, really, really enjoy about this the most, if there's, it, you know, again, that the whole emphasis on enjoy, I, I really don't think you could say that, but we're at least, this is starting to wake some people up. I mean, not just here, but all over the world, just, just the harsh, harsh, harsh treatment that Everyone saw we resolved in 1960. Everyone saw that we resolved in 1992. But really, at the end of the day, we are still, still, still so as two centuries back in terms of the way people treat one another in this country. It is ridiculous. It is awful. And I'm just sick of it. I'm tired of this crap. And you're right. I mean, it's 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 long overdue. It's and um, to have it still happening to this day um, is definitely sad. Um, and it definitely is is hard for sure. I mean, this week and just this whole situation has been and, and just like you said, Jordan. I agree with you on that because I mean, it's sad that we're still going through this. And the reality is that you know we should all treat each other the same, no matter the skin color um gender or anything like that matter you know what i'm saying and so it's really sad to see um i know this week when uh i was at work uh, at the hospital we did a kneel down for the moment of silence and um we're all going back into our you know work environment at the hospital um where i work at it literally um was heartbreaking to me uh when i got back into my department a lot of people saw me with tears and 
you know, people asked me if I was okay. I said, this is, you know, something that shouldn't be going on and at all. This is totally wrong. And like you said, Jordan, sports doesn't matter right now. Equality and coming together and, and really all lives matter. And um, I feel like the world definitely needs some unity, uh, especially with this pandemic. But I mean, like you said, Jordan, um, it's definitely just heartbreaking, you know, it's definitely heartbreaking for sure. And uh, I know that we really, I, I, in fact, really want to hear from Leo's perspective. Uh, I know that he has uh, internet issues uh, right now, and he might be joining us later in the show today. But, I mean, it, like I said, sports, I just really can't think about sports right now. But, like I said, we do have some exciting news. We'll talk about it. But, man, we've got, we've got bigger priorities right now, man bigger priorities yes yes we have bigger priorities and um, um for myself as a person of color um it definitely hits home hurts a lot um i know in my family um my great 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 like we're talking centuries ago uh grandmother was a slave and um it really hits home and just for me i mean getting stereotyped every day uh, at work outside um fearing for your life i mean when you're outside you see a cop I mean, the first thing I do is really just look at the cop and like, hey, just put my head down, you know, because even though I'm not in trouble or I'm not doing anything wrong, it definitely puts a fear in, in my eyes and definitely a fear in my heart, you know. Um, and then just for, you know, what happened with uh, George Floyd, it definitely um, was so heartbreaking to watch. But not only that, but then just what the cops just did and just sat there. They didn't even do anything. Um, and this is so sad. I mean, we had an incident... Even before George Floyd, where a guy was jogging and he got shot by two people and they got all arrested. Now it was a total of three because um, the other uh, accomplice just recorded and watched it. But I mean, this is sad. I mean, how much do we need to see uh, of this, you know, uh, to know that this, that's not equal quality. And um, we know um, so far, I mean, with the news, we'll talk today with Jake Fromm and Drew Brees, but... I mean, that's definitely just heartbreaking for me. Um, and um, I love the protest. It's peaceful. Um, and it shows that we're making a difference. And we're it's a movement. It's not just a regular movement. It's a movement that's around the world. It is nationwide. It is around the world. And it's great to have that unity um, and saying all lives matter. Um, and the biggest thing is, is that everybody has to mean it, which they are. Um, but we just need some unity and, and definitely come together and not just... Uh, point out one race or one gender or one ethic we're all one and we're all one together and i mean what i really 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 am liking about these protests is younger people such as myself uh, even to my brother's age and even beyond that people are really starting to understand the importance of black lives matter I, that's 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 the main message that I've been that I've been seeing. Uh, you know, I myself uh, am a am a Hispanic. I, I know I have family that uh, part Caucasian, part Hispanic, part Asian American. We are all screaming right now. Black Lives Matters because that's that's what's important right now. We're we're seeing we're seeing this disparity. We are seeing this inequality. It, it sounds like the message has finally gotten across to some people, and I'm like, I'm, I'm glad to see we're at least moving forward in the right direction. We have a lot of steps to take. We have a huge amount of steps to take, but 
we are starting to take those steps. Yes, uh, and definitely just taking the steps and taking the right uh, uh, precautions as well and being safe out there during the protest, um, for sure. Um, it, it's definitely uh, hard. Um, and I support you uh, 110%, Jordan and Leo, as well. Um, I know Leo yesterday did a, uh, a fundraiser on his Geekly Goods uh, page yesterday, and he was a uh, partner with various groups, uh, organizations, and other podcasts. Um, and uh, they raised over $1,200 yesterday alone for Black Lives Matter. So we definitely condone that and definitely appreciate the support um, from everybody. And so we definitely thank Leo and all the others that participated in that yesterday. Uh, myself and you, Jordan, we did as well. So we definitely um, support the movement as well. Um, so let's get into a little bit of it with the... Um, Let's talk about first. I mean, we're Bronco fans, but uh, with Vic Fangio, the comments on the racism saying that there wasn't any racism in the NFL. Um, but then, needless to say, probably a day later, he reflected on it, talked to his teammates, had meetings with his teammates and others in the organization, and reflected on it and apologized later for the making those racism. Well, not the racism comments, but the uh, those comments about racism in the NFL. Um, what's your take on it, Jordan, on that? I mean, um, I, I'm disappointed that Vic Fangio said it. Now, to his credit, he did apologize for it. And he and yesterday, he did go out with the Bronco players and some of the other coaches for the protest. So I'm glad that he is making steps to, to make that right. He is seeking, you know, he's seeking to be an ally as one important person that we'll talk about later on the show put it he's looking to be an ally not an enemy so kudos to him but with those comments i just want to go back to some of them uh you earn what you get you get what you earned if society reflected an nfl team we'd all be great that sounds kind that sounds like the elitist white privilege that we've seen in the nfl going back to since it started out and it really, really, really screams bullshit because when we talk about even his position, did you know that more than 25 head coaches in the NFL are Caucasian? More than three quarters of this league's teams are head coached by Caucasians. I, I mean, yep. the, 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 the now, now, before anyone jumps on me, listen. I'm not saying that they're not qualified. I'm just saying that's not the point. There's just such a disparity. I mean, the Rooney rule is in effect because it has to be in effect because no one at the time was even looking at other uh, candidates that, you know, as the league wanted to put it, felt comfortable with. I mean, it's it was, it's total bullshit. And so going back to these comments, I mean, it, it just simply isn't true, man. It just simply isn't. And as a Broncos fan, I was disappointed to hear those comments. Very disappointed. Uh, definitely disappointed for sure on that. And um, I'm glad he did uh, reach out to his players, you know, and get their perspective. But as a man and as a coach, especially a leader in that locker room, a leader of that organization, a head coach, you should know. You should know, you know. So I'm glad he did come out. The Broncos did uh, yesterday and protested peacefully. Um, with the organization, about 50 players, I believe, um, and coaches came out there. Uh, I know the participants out there 
uh, you had Drew Locke, you had Melvin Gordon, you had Cortland Sutton, you had Noah Fant, you had Vaughn Miller, you had Pat Shermer, you had Vic Fangio, um, John Elway as well, and as John Elway says as well, um, he is not going to stand on the sidelines and just let this happen. Um, he's going to fight uh, with the team together, and he, he wants unity as well. Um, so then I reflect back on that with the whole Colin Kaepernick uh, situation, you know. Um, but uh, needless to say, um, it's good to have some unity, especially um, in the NFL, but just professionally as well, because you have role models in that profession. Um, so um, definitely a lot of younger uh, the generation looks up to these guys as superheroes. Um, so it's definitely good to have some unity and clarity in that locker room and keep the cohesiveness going as well. Um, and then you had Jake Fromm um, of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I read this story uh, this week. It says, Jake Fromm apologized for text message back in 2019. Uh, the message was made when he was playing for the University of Georgia. Quote, unquote, this is what the text said. Only elite white people should be allowed, should be able to own guns. And then he says his quote unquote, I am truly sorry that I chose to use those words, elite white pe pe people, in a text message conversation. There is no excuse for that word choice and sentiment. The Buffalo Bills have not made a uh, statement about the leaked text from Jake Fromm. So, uh, like I said, he says he admitted he was wrong. Um, but he was honest and forthcoming about the text message. But still, I mean, what do you think about this, Jordan? My take, quick, quick, quick thought is you're a leader in that locker room in Georgia and understand that things are different in the South, as people say. Uh, but at the end of the day, you are a professional. If you know you're about to go in the NFL, you shouldn't, for one, you shouldn't even send that text at all, no matter how you feel. You shouldn't never send that text. Two, um, you're a professional, buddy. And so, like I, like what everybody says, what goes around comes around. And um, if we didn't have this, you know, pandemic of going on with George Floyd and the coronavirus, would these text messages be leaked? Would people know that, you know, Jake Fromm said this? So my thing is, have respect, man. Don't, what does that mean? Elite white people have guns. I mean, black people have guns to protect themselves too. I mean, trust me, in Philadelphia, in New York, people have to, you know, protect themselves as well too. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's just totally wrong by me. But Jordan, what's your take on it? Well, I want to make two points here. Number one, this is a text message from 2019. So he's only apologizing that it get caught if we want to be completely honest. Right. right I hope right. now, uh, listen, everyone gets a second chance. This is America. So I want to give Jake Fromm the benefit of the doubt here. And he will be a better person moving far forward. I'm going to give him that. Here's the thing, though. When we talk about the Buffalo Bills and uh, how they're going to move forward with Jake Fromm, remember, he is just the backup rookie quarterback. They already have the guy, or to Buffalo, it seems the guy is Josh Allen moving forward. So he's just there to be a backup. Fifth-round draft picks really aren't looked at unless your name is Tom Brady for some uh, whatever reason. And... <laughs> And we're talking about a guy that really, really needs to try and impress his teammates to be, you know, to stay on the team. And when when this shit comes up, a it's it it's not a good look on you. And b now you have to build your trust, you have to build your confidence with your teammates. And 
you're already, you know, below rock bomb at this point. You have to climb yourself back up. And then number two, when I look at this situation, that text message, it really comes poorly when I also remember the fact that besides George Floyd, of course, Ahmaud Arbery, it just really screams tone deaf on on really how everything was, what what was going on in Georgia, what was the the social climate, if you will. So to me, it just screams of ignorance on Jake Fromm's part, you know, when I really look at it. Yeah, total ignorance and total just selfishness. And like you said, he did he did hit rock bottom. Um, there's another player that kind of hit rock bottom. Um, we'll talk next about. Um, but with Jake Fromm, definitely as a rookie, fifth round pick, um, you're trying to learn the offense, you're trying to learn the scheme, you're trying to get unique with your teammates, um, and especially with the pandemic going on with the coronavirus. But then uh, what happened to George Floyd, um, which was totally wrong, um, totally wrong, no excuse at all, no excuse. Um, uh, it definitely just hits not home at all for Jake Fromm, and now he's really at a disadvantage. I mean. Like I said, the organization hasn't made a comment, and everybody deserves a second chance for sure. And it was 2019, um, but uh, we'll see how that unfolds because I'm really interested to see how that locker room will be. It might not be destroyed a lot, but you're going to get some ugly looks. You're going to get, "Hey, man, I'm sorry I said that," and you know, and it was back in 2019. It's a new year. Um, I feel like people will forgive and you know, boom, you understand from it, and that's what. Uh, we're doing now as a society others that don't know about this or are clueless or missing the mark which we'll talk about somebody real shortly about that that missing the mark um educate them that's the biggest thing educate them knowledge them and say hey this is whatever you're saying about your side look this is how it's been going for the past i mean shoot ever since really america was even established to be honest with you um so um and even before then so uh, definitely just knowledge them up, man, and just keep the knowledge well. Uh, another individual I mean, that's really doing some screening, but go ahead, Jordan, before I cut you off. Go ahead. What's what you would say? Oh, no, I, I just wanted to quickly point out, I mean, when I look at Jake Fromm, I really do believe in the ideal that everybody does at least deserve a chance to redeem. Everyone deserves a chance to wake up and heal, if you will. And so I welcome Jake Fromm to do that. I'm, I see that Big Banjo is already starting that process when we talk about what he did uh, yesterday yesterday at the uh, protest. So I welcome everybody that initially believed in an outdated version of thinking about how, how everyone is equal, that outdated thinking. I implore everyone that still believes in that to, to wake up and, and heal, your, heal yourself and become aware. I fully, fully, no matter where you are in terms of rock bottom, I fully invite you to come along. We will accept you and we will we will become allies in this fight. Definitely. We got, we're going to be allies and come together. So uh, unity is strong. That's the biggest word I've been preaching this week, especially at work, is just unity. Um, and just unite and just learn from one another. Um, and like you said, everybody deserves a second chance for that, for sure. Um, Drew Brees, uh, yeah, he was a big uh, hot topic this week, uh, talking about uh, the uh, topic about kneeling before the flag and saying it's disrespectful. Um, he says, uh, with this quote, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag 
of the United States of America or our country. So with that, you know, quote unquote, most notable players that have kneeled before included uh, Colin Kaepernick. So since that uh, quote, we'll just say that first and then we'll go with the apology. But Jordan, when you hear that first, what first comes to mind? And then two, what do you think Drew Brees was trying to say, if that makes sense? I mean, it comes off as just privilege. It comes off as really tone deaf, really lacking the sense that, and I know he's he'll point this out later. So again, I want to give all credit to where credit is due. But I mean, it, 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 that's not the point. I mean, the point right now, we're not we're not trying to disrespect the flag. We are not saying that America is equivalent to. North Korea. We're not saying that at all. All we're saying is we're just wanting to point out that there are some bullshit things that are happening with their legal system. And I really do mean bullshit. And it just screams just tone deaf to me. And then and then uh, and I'm sorry, what, what was the second question does? Uh, the second question was what do you think Drew Brees was trying to say? You think? I mean... I mean, I, under, I also kind of understand where he's coming from. I just think that those his point about what he was trying to get across was unrelated to what we're actually trying to talk about. Believe me, I am very proud of the fact that I've got two uncles that served in, in the Vietnam War. And I will always have respect for my country, but that's not the point. Okay, just because I have respect for the country doesn't mean that that's, you know, for me to go out of my way and say, oh, America is great. America is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with it. No, <laughs> that's not the point. We're not saying that America is a terrible country. All we're trying to just lay out is there are some things that need to be severely worked on and corrected. So much needs to be corrected. And for Drew Brees just to come out and say, oh, don't disrespect the flag. Oh, don't do that. It. It, 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 it was just shocking. It, it was just ignorant. Uh, yes, definitely ignorant. Um, as they say, think before you speak. Uh, and I know he definitely needs to think before he speaks uh, going forward. Um, and, and so yes. with... Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. If, I could just, if I could just point this out for anybody that doesn't get it, mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick, when he was uh, kneeling... He was not disrespecting the flag. He didn't say that America sucked. He wasn't saying any of that at all. He was just trying to point out what we're pointing out right now. Do you understand that he was pointing this out like four years ago? Do you not understand that he was trying to do this four years ago and he was trying to do it as peacefully as he can so that the people that are condemning all the people that are doing what they're doing right now, shut up. We tried to warn you. Look where we are right now. And- Think about this. Think about this. Because for anyone that says Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the military, let me tell you a story. When he was initially doing this, he was sitting down. And then um, then a Green, a Green Beret, he talked about it with Colin Kaepernick saying, you know, why are you doing this? And of course, you know, Colin was standing his point. And... All the all the Green Beret said, and uh, I'm sorry, let me go ahead and get his name so I can give him proper respect. Nate Boyer. 
All right, felt former Green Beret Nate Boyer. He talked about it with him. He understood, and he said, "If you could just kneel, if you could just kneel for me, that's all I request." And that's what Colin Kaepernick started doing. He started kneeling, and and think about this: everyone who's protesting right now is not saying, you know, or is not disrespecting the military. In fact, everyone has been appreciative. I'm appreciative of our military service, but again, not the point. So in full circle, I'm saying to the people who are still thinking this is about the American flag, who are still thinking about the military service, shut the hell up. You don't get it. Right, exactly. They don't get it. And um, like I said, I support the U.S. military as well and their efforts. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, we're not disrespecting the flag. This book was Colin Kaepernick doing four years ago. Um, I just want to point out a quick thing, real quick. Uh, as my fellow brother in, with Colin and Kaepernick, um, and myself, you and Leo, as people of color, um, and people that we know are people of color in our families, um, I didn't see no disrespect at all when he was kneeling. And for NFL teams to bypass that, and then now say we have to stand up to it. Do you not know what they just, they basically slapped themselves in the face, not by doing this now, but not doing it before. Like you said, Colin Kaepernick was doing this four years ago. So the NFL definitely owes Colin Kaepernick a huge apology. I feel like there's a, any team now, any team, he is well of deserving of getting a chance and getting every penny that he deserves in the league. And I feel that at the end of the day, this is just total bogus. If people are saying, oh, well, you're just the military. No, we're not. Like you said. We're standing up for what we need to believe in, and this is something that we believe in, uh, not just people of color, but as a United States and the worldwide. You have places in Europe, you have places in Asia, you have places in China where they're doing protests. There is even tribal dances during these protests from, I mean, Indians everywhere. So at the end of the day, needless to say, um, this is a worldwide movement, and at the end of the day, we all have to come together. So if you do not get it yet you are totally lost and you have totally missed the mark um on that and drew Brees, i mean he said apology he says uh you know i recognize that i sh uh you know should do less talking and more listening um and when the black community is talking about their pain we all need to listen and then our stupid president not to get into politics but saying uh, he criticized drew Brees, saying no that uh, sounds about right Des. <laughs> yeah i mean come on i mean how are you going to say as a president, I'm a big fan of Drew Brees, which, I mean, who wouldn't be a fan of Drew Brees? I mean, the guy has accolades <laughs> at the charts, breaking multiple NFL records, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl champion, right? Helped the city of New Orleans win Hurricane Katrina. I mean, that city got a lot out of Drew Brees, and still is. Uh, Amusing to say, I mean, he says, I'm a big fan of Drew Brees, but he should not have taken back his original stance of honoring our magnificent American flag. Now, I'm not going to go into what he all said with that, because I just... I, I don't want to hear it, it, it I don't, uh, from Donald Trump. But my thing is, before we get into Drew Brees' thing, my I want to get a quick take and then see what your thoughts on it as from that stance, from his apology, uh, from Drew Brees, and then the president's kind of like, why are you apologizing? My thing real quick before we get to you, Jordan, is Drew Brees, you do have to definitely educate yourself. I know there were stories of you and Aaron Rodgers talking about this a couple years back. And Aaron Rodgers said, dude, you're definitely missing the mark, dude. Open your eyes. That's what he's basically saying. You know, open your eyes. Listen, educate yourself. You know, 
you live in, you play for the city of New Orleans, okay? I mean, there's, there's a predominant, I mean, I'm not trying to be, it's not racial, but there's predominantly African-American and, and people of color. You have Caucasian there as well, but predominantly people of color. You have festivals every year with Mardi Gras, okay? You know you're playing for the city of Louisiana. You are a upstanding American citizen. You should never even say that out your mouth. Two, learn from it. Talk to your teammates. Like Michael Thomas called them out. And so are the teammates. And other players around the league. Educate yourself, buddy. And Donald Trump, number two. He's missing the total mark. No one's disrespecting the flag. We are standing up for what we believe in. And if, if my message to Donald Trump is, if you ever talk to, if you did talk to George Floyd's family, which you say you did and you did their, you know, your condolences, be meaningful. You're not even showing any remorse. You, you, you not know. The only thing I've seen that's been maybe good is any anti like protests that want to fight against this movement are I guess considered now terrorists, which should have been gone a long time ago. Because I mean, come on, man, we had several protests with Trayvon Martin. We can go on and on and on, and nothing's happened. You know, and he's not budging. But for him to totally miss the mark, you're an American president, American leader. You don't even get what your American people are fighting for. You are totally missing the mark. Um, and his wife, I don't want to call her out, but he needs she needs to wake him up. Definitely needs to wake him up, educate him. He needs to be educated heavily. So, uh, Jordan, what's your take on it real quick? Well, even before I go into my take, I mean, Des, that was a very passionate take. I, I you know, I know that when, when we were going to talk, man, uh, I, we brought this up. Like, I know that this was going to be a passionate topic, so... To really see that energy, to you see, to use for that take for me to see all that energy, man, just gives me chills. So I wanted to point that out first before I before I go on. Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely, man, absolutely. Bad boys for life, man. Bad boys for definitely, life. Definitely. Same here, man. Same here. I, I, I'll, I'll I want to go into the apology first. I'll, I'll yeah. address the apology first. The mm -hmm. initial one, I should say, because you know. Of, of course, there are many more steps to this after, afterwards. Um, when this was pointed out, um, I really, really want to give Drew Brees the benefit of the doubt. I mean, sports really doesn't matter, but of course, he's he holds the passing records for everything now. Um, he has done a lot of great work for New Orleans, especially Hurricane Katrina. You know, the Drew Brees Foundation has raised $35 million alone. Uh, that Those are numbers that I cannot just throw away when we talk about Drew Brees. So initially when I saw these comments, I was really, really mixed. I was really, really emotional because I looked up to Drew Brees. My own mother looked up to Drew Brees. She looked up to the Saints. That's her favorite football team. So right. I was just as appalled as her. We were very appalled at those comments. Um, now, as I look at it further, you know, like I am a, and I know we're going to talk about somebody else who is too, but I am a Catholic. And one important thing that we Catholics preach is, you know, forgiveness. If you're willing to you know, confess to, you know, your transgressions, really own up to it and decide to then abandon those and go down a path of healing. Again, I'm paraphrasing here. 
of course, uh, you know, then yeah, we will we will forgive you. And so to Drew Brees, and this was before his next steps, to Drew Brees, I was going to say, I forgive you. Um, I hope you're able to work it out with your teammates and he'd be able to move forward because it's certainly going to be, a, at that time, I thought it was going to be a very tough season for him. And then I felt, <laughs> I felt initially that Tampa Bay was actually given a break when this story leaked. But uh, that's, of course, not important right now. Um, right. Now to Donald Trump. To the man, to the man that just disgusts me. Now I'm going to own up to it right here, right now, because I have, if everyone is coming out and saying that they're wrong, then I need to do my own apology. America, I apologize for voting for Donald Trump when the election came out. Not going to get into those reasons. Those really aren't important right now, but I did vote for the guy. Mm. Um, and hell, even after, before this year, I was going to re-vote for him because I thought he was at the time doing a good job. I have severely missed the mark on that. I have not looked at the bigger picture. I have completely dismissed this side of him. And now I look like an idiot for supporting him. That's so I apologize. When I have listened to this man talk about what he is doing, about how he how he portrays his message, and especially these Jubilees comments. This guy is a total grade-A idiot. The flag yeah. is not the point. It is totally not the point here. No not one is point. disrespecting the flag. In mm. fact, in fact, did you, in fact, kneeling on the flag is not, kneeling down during the national anthem, breaking news, no one has pointed out that it's disrespectful. Not historians, not Americans. We all just want to assume that is because, of course, Colin Kaepernick was doing it. And now look, now look at us. We're a bunch of idiots. So right. to Donald Trump, to Donald Trump, I, I, I just, I just don't understand you. Oh, you say you want to do right, but you say you want to do right. You want to say that these protests. You know, you support them, but yet you still, still, after all this time, after three years when we talked about this and all the history that's moved forward, after all this time to reflect, after what you've seen these past two weeks, after what, after what happened two weeks ago, you still don't get it, dude. You really don't get it. You totally missed the mark and... His wife, I won't try to jab at him, but she looks like a freaking Barbie doll plastic, man. And, you know, if you're the first lady, you got to speak up, too. you got a voice. You're not just behind the scenes. So, um, but at the end of the day, Donald Trump needs to be educated. That whole family needs to be educated, for sure, uh, on on everything. Um, and definitely take action. You know, what are you going to do? You're building up a freaking wall? Not to interrupt, Jordan. You're building a wall, per se, at the White House? Because <laughs> you're scared of protests? Haven't been seen in, what, three days? Come on, man. It's time to face the facts. Say, hey, say a statement. You know, even the uh, former attorney general is like, he's not even faking like he wants to be a good leader. He's not even trying. 
You know, so my thing is, is just, you know, my message to him is, dude, have some remorse. You know what I'm saying? But I think the reason why he's not doing it, I don't want to get into politics, but he has other voters. And he's thinking, oh, if I don't take this stance here, I still get my voters. Which, dude, come on, man. You got Snapchat taking you off of their campaign for you for presidency. You have YouTube taking over 200 things off of your campaign ads. Um, so, you know, and I do not support um, uh, the reason restaurants either. I mean, we'll talk about it later in the show, but uh, I do not support them anymore um, and fast food chains. Uh, due to two with helping Donald Trump and paying him over forty six thousand dollars just to keep him as advertised. So uh, no, I do not condone that as well. Uh, but definitely Jordan, he needs to be educated. He's totally wrong. So I want to cut you off. You got any, anything else to add? Just one more thing. Mm-hmm. There is a you know we look at Drew Brees and we look at Donald Trump. And we consider them, at least, you know, broadly consider them leaders. Of course, Drew Brees, leader of the New Orleans Saints, Donald Trump, (laughs) the supposed leader of our country. There's a difference, you know, there's a difference between these two leaders. Mm -hmm. And there's a part that Donald Trump doesn't get. A leader is supposed to have everybody on their back, regardless of breed regardless of religion, regardless of race, you're all a leader can bound people together to accomplish one goal, support one thing, to get somewhere. And it's fantastic when it works right. And we will get to Drew Brees because I think there is something that I consider very leadership quality about him. But going back to my original Donald Trump, he's not a leader. He's not a leader to me. He has, let, he has let a big community down in the most horrific way I've ever seen. You're right. Uh, definitely just heartbreaking. No remorse, nothing. So uh, my message to Donald Trump, and I think as a show together, wake up, man, smell the coffee, unite the, the, the American people. This is not time to de-unionize if that even even a word <laughs> but come together man wake up educate yourself you know um thank god for the justice for george floyd but it, he will never be forgotten that man was so innocent calling for his mother man you know and i know we're going to get to other things in the show but um it's been, this is definitely a hot topic for us on this show and it's one of the bread and butter of the show today uh ladies and gentlemen so if we're talking about this show a lot uh well this topic it is really uh, uh, just touching us as a show, uh, not personally, but just affecting the world as a whole. So we definitely want to just touch on this topic. But um, I'm going to say we definitely care. Uh, our show is definitely going to donate to Black Lives Matter. Uh, we're definitely going to try to protest together. I know I protested um, at work uh, on uh, Friday within uh, eight minutes of silence. Um, I actually spent almost 30 minutes uh, my lunch, basically, uh, just take a moment of silence, and um, uh, we'll definitely have some pictures of that on the uh, Facebook page and Instagram as well to see. Um, and uh, I mean, we're definitely going to protest again together. Uh, yourself, myself, Leo, and, and Jordan, we can definitely protest together and try to put that on Facebook or whatever. Because um, I've been down there a couple times, 
Um, it definitely was peaceful. Um, you know, I had milk <laughs> for tear gas. The people had got tear gas, you know, um, water bottles. Uh, so definitely just a strong movement. But uh, for sure, we definitely need to come together as a unit. So Donald Trump, man, wake up, smell the coffee and, and, and come to your senses, man, because this, this is America and we're changing. It's not the same old America. We are changing. We are evolving. We're waking up. People need to wake up, you know, for sure. And we'll, we'll, we definitely over these next couple of weeks, we're going to, we're going to make our voices heard. This is, this is unacceptable. It's been unacceptable for a long time. And it's, it's now time to really, really start to bring the message across no matter how we need to do it. Right. And we will do this peacefully. We will not, this is not a, an endorsement to condone violence. I'm not saying anything like that, but we're, we, we've done it. We've done it. We try to do it. You know, we try to make it a point. We try to bring this attention four years ago and uh, apparently we didn't get the message. So we're going to need to, we're going to do this again and I keep going until we hear until everybody understands this message. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and we have to hear this message for sure. Um, so, I mean, we we did touch on that uh, topic a lot. Um, and we know we got to move forward. But like you said, Jordan, just come together and be peacefully. And we will, uh, for sure. Um, so we know Tony Dungy says, you know, oh, about that. Uh, Des. Oh, yes, sir. Des, uh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to bring up the uh, response from Drew Brees uh, mm-hmm. when Trump said those comments. Uh, because I think it's important too, just to kind of show why, how Drew Brees was finally able to get it. Uh, he responded, and he did tag Donald Trump in it. So he's going all in on this uh, on this post. I'm gonna just read some quotes from the letters through my ongoing conversations with friends, teammates, and leaders in the Black community. I realize that this is not an issue about the American Black. It has never been. We can not. We cannot no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of systematic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform. We as a white community need to listen and learn from the pain and suffering of our black communities. We must acknowledge the problems identify the solutions and then put this into action and he did talk about a lot more stuff in the letter but i just wanted to read the important quotes when i look at this it signals to me that yes drew Brees made a mistake and he's fully acknowledging the word it and he's taking steps to make this right and that's and really that's the message that we're trying we're trying to state right now if if you have, if there were some actions or if you don't understand what we're trying to preach, it's not too late. I mean, you can be our, our ally in this if no matter where you stand and if, you know, we will continue to forgive you if you do just, if you want to acknowledge what we're acknowledging and stand with us. Definitely, for sure. And just standing up for one another. And that's definitely, um, a good uh, way to put it for Donald Trump from Drew Brees for sure. 
Definitely. Definitely for real. Um, so I know we talked about this for a while. And um, like you said, Jordan, that's just great how Drew Brees said it publicly and put that way for Donald Trump to understand. Um, a lot of times he doesn't understand when people try to say something to him. Um, but definitely I like that for sure. And uh, definitely we're going to fight this peacefully. Um, so I know we talked about this issue um, about the Donald Trump with George Floyd and the peaceful protest from the NFL players um, and with Drew Brees, you know, public apology uh, to Donald Trump. Um, there's been several players like Patrick Mahomes, Ezekiel Elliott, Sean Watson, uh, posting like a joint video regarding um, and wanting the NFL to make a statement condemning the racism. And they want the NFL to clearly admit the wrongdoing and protesting. What's your take on it? I mean, it, it's it's about time. And yeah. for, you know, I'll think about it right there. Patrick Mahomes, Ezekiel Elliott, Deshaun Watson, three big names in the game right now. And, of course, there were other players like Odell Beckham Jr. that came on. There were other players that came on and made an appearance. And, uh, you know, what I, that video was really powerful to me. And I think what I loved about it so much was instead of saying, I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm George Floyd. Instead of saying, I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I'm, uh, I'm Eric Gardner. Instead of saying, <clears throat> and the list goes on. And that to me was really important. And I really do hope the NFL, and and I know they, they did some of that on Friday, but I want to hear more. I want to hear everything. I want to hear just a public black backlash against Trump because at this point, that's all we can do. And the NFL does have, hold a... Powerful, powerful, powerful influence over this country. And of course, Drew Brees does with, you know, him being a uh, national icon, him being a hero for New Orleans. So there is, there's, we're finally starting to see some of that backlash that we should have gotten so many years ago. Yes, definitely for sure on that. And um, with the backlash as well, it's good to have players and unity and you know, great role models definitely look up to that and stand up to what they believe in and come together. Because um, the voices are powerful and voices want to be heard. Um, I know we have several topics with LeBron James and Jim Dalton. Um, but I know we have like a little bit of time constraints a little bit with the show today um, due to things we have to do after the show. Um, so I don't want to skip the topics. We'll probably talk, talk about it like next week when we go on the show with Leo. Um, I really mm -hmm. don't care about the NBA, but there's some good news, I guess, per se, meaning of just a format. So, um, the NBA is approving a return to season format. The return to play format consists of 22 teams. The 22 teams will consist of 13 Western Conference teams and 9 Eastern Conference teams. Um, that's kind of shocking. Uh, these teams include the top 8 seeds for each conference as well as other teams in the mix. There will be regular season games played first. This would allow teams to finish with 70 games. Each team will play eight regular season contests with a regular season lasting from July 31st to the start of the playoff in August. 
only top eight seeds will go to the postseason. If the nine season seed for the conference is within four games back, the eight or nine will play in the best of three series with the eight seed taking a 1-0 lead. So, I mean, there's a lot more to go with it. It's eight wins once to get in and nine wins twice to get in. And the playoffs will end no later October 12th. Um, the biggest thing is KD will not return to play in the NBA this season or Kyrie Irving. They both wanted to sit out and get healthy. But Jordan, I want your take on this. What do you think of this format? It has been approved. And and I, I just want to point out that I know that you and I have a heavy heart with a lot of the recent news to that happened this week. And I know this doesn't take, you know, priority really over everything else that's happened. I mean, this right. is very, but I do want to point out that at least, you know, we have something to look forward to. The NBA is going to help people heal with the game that all of us can enjoy. So I want to take some of the positive that, that is to come, that the NBA is coming back. When I look at the way that the whole, you know, who is able to return, I think it's a good idea because I'll be quite honest, I don't want to see the Knicks play anymore. I don't want to see the Warriors play anymore. I don't want to see all these uh, teams that look like garbage play anymore. Really don't want to see that. And, you know, I, I get it. Play a regular season contest that allows the teams that are actually going to the playoffs to have a little bit of practice by playing some teams. The other teams will at least be able to try and maybe when, you know, try to get to the playoffs, of course. Uh, of course, the 22 teams will consist of 13 Western Conference teams and nine Eastern Conference teams. The addition of those six teams that are not in the playoffs is because they were in the mix. They're still, they still can be able to get into the playoffs, like the Portland Trailblazers or in teams like that. So I get, I get why they're in. At the end of the day, I really like that the NBA is coming back and, you know, it's going to, it won't be back for a while, but. And there's some good to it, at least. Yes, definitely some good to it. And, you know, basketball in season. I know there's going to be definitely a movement for George Floyd in the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, community. So um, I feel like there's going to be something going along with on that line. Are you like some black T-shirts? I can bet you LeBron James is already on it right now. I yeah. can 100% bet you. LeBron, LeBron James, James is fan- fantastic. LeBron James is fantastic with the community but there is and we'll get to lebron james later in the show but he really just isn't awesome he's really is awesome when it comes to responses like this definitely he's definitely responsive quick alert and definitely just powerful icon in any movement in any way fashion or form um MLB, not really a lot of news, but uh, they rejected the counter proposal for the union recording. Re- well, not recording, but regarding a 114 game season. Uh, the MLB will not send a counter offer. The players' union and the MLB will still apart in salary negotiations. The MLB intends to propose a shorter season, about 50 games, in which they would pay players a full proportionate share of their salary. Um, my take on before we get your take, Jordan. Um, I feel that, uh, I mean, 50 games would be nice. Um, no fans, but the players need to get paid. I mean, you got minor leagues getting cut, and the only person who hasn't been cut from the Mets, uh, from recent news, 
uh, in the minor leagues is Tim Tebow. And, and some of the players in the minor league definitely took some shots at him uh, recently because they just feel he's just there for ticket sales. Um, but what's your take on this whole uh, MLB situation? I mean, it's a situation we've talked about, you know, leading into a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the emphasis here is the MLB and the union are still far, far apart when it comes to salary negotiations, you know, and I understand why. Why as I, and by the way, I just want to point out that the NBA has done a much better job than the other leagues on everything we've talked about so far. Just wanted to throw that out there, but let's go back to the MLB. The MLB just does not understand that you are telling all of your people, including you up to the people that deserve to be on the bench, all the way up to the star players, like, hey, still come out, still help, you know, do the season. Yeah, there's going to be risk to it where you might get infected by coronavirus, maybe. But uh, you know what? Well, we're going to cut your salaries down to what you should be making for the benefit of us. And do I mention, by the way, that the owners are filthy rich and, you know, this season can maybe more like a dent to their pockets, like, uh, this whole that this whole business with the MLB is just awful. It reeks of elitist from the owner's perspective. This things have just I I don't want the MLB to come back if this is gonna be how we treat the players. Not this season at least. Right. Definitely wanna treat the players wrong. Get what they deserve. They have families, they have a livelihood too. And they want to support their family. So definitely MLB, yeah, message from us, get on track. Follow what the NBA is doing. If you have to go at 50 games, you got 50 games. It's an even number. You got 50 games to find out who makes playoffs, who makes championship, and go from there. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. At least you have some games. You sell some tickets. Well, there won't be fans, but we may may not have fans. We'll see. But uh, those seats are not socially distanced. <laughs> So we'll try to figure that out. Um, last night, UFC 250, Amanda Nunez. I love her. She is the goat of female MMA UFC. Uh, she fight. She fought last night against Felicia Spencer, and Amanda Nunez was victorious on Saturday night in a fifth round decision and retains the women's featherweight title. Um, one, I love Amanda Nunez. Great fighter. Great skill. Really decisive with moves. Um, I saw the highlights this morning, and it was just amazing. So, uh, congrats to her in the win. And then one more thing, and then Jordan, we'll get to your takes on this. Conor McGregor <laughs> is saying uh, this. Uh, he's retiring. The game does not excite me, and that's that's that. Um, and they should have just kept the ball rolling. <laughs> There's more to that, but uh, Jordan, let me get your take on one Amanda Nunez now last night. What do you think of the win and what she will do now? And two, Conor McGregor retiring for a third straight time. What's your take? I mean, let's 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 go through the bad news first. Of course, Conor, Conor McGregor retiring. Um, I mean, I love him. He's a very passionate fighter. Uh, of you know, he's got a lot of a lot of that energy that you love from a guy. He can be a little bit. Uh, Volatile times. Uh, of course, he's been involved in a, a certain number of controversies, but I do like the fighter. 
He's very high energy. He's a very effective fighter. And I really loved him when he was in the in the octagon. And to see him leave, it's uh, it's a you know it's a tra- it's tragic for the UFC community as a whole. But I understand why. Um, of course, you know as you talked about, there's more to the story with the UFC and how how they treated Conor McGregor over the past uh, couple of years. Because remember, it's not the first time that he's called out about retiring. Of course, his first decision came in March 2016. Then when he announced it on Twitter back in April 2019. So he's not, uh, it's not his first time when it comes to saying, I just want to retire because I'm tired of the BS from UFC. But it is a sad loss, a loss for the game, of course. And then going back to Amanda Nunez, I mean, what, what else is there to be said? She hasn't lost a match since 2014. She is very good, very effective. She came out ready to take somebody down. It's that it's that mental toughness, that intense competitive energy that I really love, and it was on full display last night, definitely. Full display, full just mastery, and like you said, Leo, uh, uh, Converse definitely will be missing the game of UFC, but we'll hold off and see if he comes back uh, for sure. Um, and then the biggest thing, well, not biggest thing, but. Uh, I mean, we get in this portion of the show where we talk about TVs and sports, but I know you want to talk about LeBron James just for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and this was just a uh, response to uh, some Fox News pundit called Laura Ingraham decided to uh, voice her opinion on matters. Uh, of course, you know, LeBron James, very, very, very critical of uh, Drew Brees' initial reaction, as we discussed on the show. Going back to, uh, I will not, I will not, never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag. I don't want to bring up those comments again, but um, LeBron James was very, 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 very critical of Drew Brees. And Laura Ingraham decided to weigh in her opinion on, on the matter and uh, decided to support Drew Brees, which which is fine, I guess. I mean, Fox News, what what more can you expect? But I think this this comes out as just what what we are talking about, just kind of what we're trying to point out with these protests and apparently people don't get it. Laura Ingraham responded to LeBron James by saying, shut up and dribble. Desmond, I just want you to think about that for just one moment for me. Just let that comment sink in. And it's it's frustrating the more that you hear yourself think about that comment a bit more. Definitely. I'm frustrated and um Because what you're saying with those comments, Laura, in case you didn't get it, is what we've been trying to tell you what's wrong. You're essentially stereotyping LeBron James for being just a basketball player because of your thoughts, your views on him. You know LeBron James has done a lot for Mm -hmm. this community beyond basketball. I mean, I want to talk about, you know, what he's doing in Akron, his hometown, building those schools, helping kids get educated. What he's been, you know, of course, he's had a lot of terrible causes, of course, when he was with the Heat, what he's doing with the Lakers. He's a businessman. He is worth a billion dollars. He is, he's building a legacy. 
I can I can admire someone like that, and he's inspiration for us all. And for you, just to you know, point out one thing about it, and totally disrespect what he, what the totality of LeBron James is, is again just you know another example of just an outdated version of thinking that really needs to go away. And then LeBron James, this is what I freaking love about his response. Uh, I'll just I'll just read the comments. If you still haven't figured out why the protesting is going on. Why we're acting as we are is because we are simply, and he is very nice about this, but I'll say the full version, fucking tired of this treatment right here. Can we break it down for you any slipper than the, than this right here? And to my people, don't worry. I won't stop until I see change. So LeBron James, he's trying to be the bigger per, be the bigger person. He has no time for people like that. You know, he's got, you know, he is trying to inspire change and, you know the old expression is you know, he can't force a can't force a horse to drink water. So if we can't we can't force the, to change Laura, she has to do that on her own. And she can't then let her be a social pariah, whatever. But more to the point, I think LeBron James really handled that response well, and he really is trying to move forward and change. He's he's done a lot for the NBA, going back not to just this, but of course. Eric Gardner, uh, George Martin, uh, Troy Martin, Chuck, uh, Trevor Martin, the list goes on. I mean, man, what more can you say about him? Definitely a uh, great leader, powerful. And I'm glad he stood up because I mean, what would he say? Shut up and dribble. Like, come on, lady. You shut up and report. <laughs> just kidding. But I mean, come on. That's. That's just crazy, frustrating, and I'm glad response. Uh, a great response by LeBron James and uh, Kevin Durant to um, just shut that up. You know, it's another time or place. You need to, like I said, people, you don't understand the protest. Educate yourself. Ask somebody that is protesting, and they can tell you and educate you. Um, so everybody be on the same page and be clear of why we are protesting as a country together. Um, so we talked about. I mean, we talked about, but this is the. Close to the end of our shows, um, we talk about TV shows slash music. Um, what is, I mean, I know we got Black Clover. I know you and Rio have been watching. Just watch it. Um, what do you think about it? I mean, I was able to finally finish season Black one of, uh, I'm sorry, finally finish season one of Black Cl- Clover. Excuse me. Um, and, uh, I really love the show. Uh, I really, 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 really am disappointed that, unfortunately, on Hulu, only season one is available. I can't watch season two. I can't watch season three. I, I have to wait for Hulu to get the rights, apparently, to finish streaming that show. So it's disappointing that I'm forced to put Black Clover on the shelf. So. Just a warning, Desmond. You'll only be able to see season one. But uh, the other show that I was look that I was able to watch over the weekend was Helsing. Uh, you ever heard of Helsing, De- uh, Des? Uh, a little bit, you know, just a little bit, but not much. What is it about for those that don't know? So this is a uh, a show going. They're in London, and they've got a vampire hunter that's uh, going around trying to 
hunt other vampires down, kill ghouls. He's a badass character with a bunch of guns, and he also has a rival in it, apparently, but you'll figure that out towards the uh, latter part of the show. But <clears throat> it's her, it's her, it's him finding this police girl and him turning her into a vampire and her just kind of seeing, for me at least, just kind of seeing her progress during the show and of course, the vet, of course, uh, Alucard, the main character, being able to do his part. It is a fantastic show so far. And uh, once you get done with the Black Clover does, I would recommend checking out Helsing. What was that, Jordan? What's up? You were breaking up there. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just recommending to, uh, after you're done with Black Clover, to check out Helsing. Definitely. I'll definitely check it out today after the show and um, just binge watch a lot <laughs> before work tomorrow. Um, for me, I've been watching uh, Money Heist. Uh, we did talk about earlier in the show, 13 Reasons Why has a new season premiered over the weekend. Um, I just watched season one this morning, um, just episode one of the, uh, the fourth season. Definitely amazing for our viewers out there. I know there's some other things going to happen on Netflix. It's going to be amazing. Um uh, there's just been a lot going on. I've been watching just some comedy on YouTube as well uh, with DC Young Fly um, and their podcast uh, slash comedy show that they do on YouTube. Um, it's definitely funny. So if you need a good laugh during the, this pandemic, definitely uh, watch it um, <laughs> for sure. So, I mean, that's been good for you and me we were, uh, with the shows. And I'll definitely check those out today after the show. Um, and then music, man. What has been banging, man? What has your like music list, Jordan, so far this week? Well, well, unfortunately, I didn't find anything, at least for new albums, to talk about. So I don't have anything to report on that. But for right now, what I've been listening to right now, just going to go over some of the top highlights for me in terms of hip-hop and hard rock, heavy metal that I've been listening to. So for hip-hop, I want to touch on a presidential featuring Jock by Birdman, a very, very, very energy-based song, very low-key, very chill. I actually listened to that just a few moments before the show just to get my energy going. And then another one I like is uh, Lucky You featuring Jordan Lucas by Eminem. A little bit of a classic, if you want to call it that. It was uh, two years ago that the show, that the uh, song was released, but... Again, very, very uh, energetic. I love the fast, uh, love the fast lyrics by both Lucas and Eminem on this one. So definitely check it out if you just need a high, high energy, high hype song to listen to before your day. And then for the next one that I really like is let's do "Ballin" featuring Roddy Rich by Mustard because that's just a nice, really song you could. I'd listen to it before you start your day. Mm -hmm. I'd listen to it before you end your day. Just kind of a good kind of just self-therapeutical song for me. Definitely therapeutic. And I like those I like those song choices, Jordan. Definitely hits home. Um, I listened to one before the show. I, I think I touched on it with you and Leo. Um, Meek Mill. Um, and we're going to probably have it in our intro today once the show is done. Um, Other Side of America by Meek Mill. Definitely just raw, hard rap. Um, definitely speaks, man. There's a little Donald Trump quote in there. 
I'm not endorsing Donald Trump, but he definitely speaks within the music and it does get the message across. Um, I've listened to Schoolboy Q uh, as well. Um, listen to uh, stick figures like uh, like a kind of like reggae type of uh, music group, really great. Um, I listen to my friend uh, Jazzy Wolf as well. Um, like we've always announced on our shows, she's on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, she has some good music out there, guys. So definitely check her out. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to that kind of just keeping the mojo going, keeping the flow going, listening to Kendrick as well. So just trying to keep the spirits alive and just the movement as well. Def- definitely, definitely. And this is what we what's so important right now, just keeping those spirits up and really just helping uh, continue to, to fight the fight as 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 we continue to do so, as we've been doing for these uh, past couple of weeks. And then touch on a uh, hard rock, uh, heavy metal uh, some of the top songs that I like on this, uh, Indestructible by Disturbed. That for me is a personal favorite. That's the song that got me into metal. Another one is uh, Awake by Godsmack. And again, another classic throwback of hard rock, heavy metal song just to get the energy up. And another one I will say will be, let's do Hurricane by I Prevail. This is a newer song, came out maybe less than a year ago but very 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 just uh, relaxing and also very very motivating very energy building so those are my top three yes definitely for sure um my phone's about to die at two percent but a quick wrap up here um uh so uh that and just quick thoughts uh my quick thought is um just final thoughts for the day for the week um stay together stay united um also, we do have a special announcement we'll announce on the, the page today after the show um, that we'll be doing. Um, it's kind of like a little raffle base um, for our fans, so definitely uh, just check out the post. Um, if you're listening to the episode, definitely leave a review and leave your name or messages actually on our uh, Facebook page on the direct messages. When you do a Apple or uh, Google uh, review on our podcast, you'll be entered for a raffle um, that we will announce what it is. Um, after the show today but just positive thoughts guys um native i know since we're in denver it's a denver like, club slash bar uh, definitely go to it i haven't been to it since the pandemic but i heard it's really nice um sometimes next week i'll try to go um but definitely just support the uh, black businesses as well and all the businesses during this pandemic and just don't loot or don't burn anything down just stay with one another and just uh keep together through this fight and we definitely thank the supporters um that we have right now and going forward and to uh x squad radio network we definitely appreciate that as well yes and again i just want to emphasize again one of the big announcements that we made uh last uh earlier this week was the fact that we are proud to be affiliated with uh, x squad it's a exciting opportunity for us as we get to really help develop this podcast and really this is all because of you guys all you guys check into our podcast you listen to us you uh, give us suggestions when we need it and just to hear just to know that we have so many supporters uh going you know i've seen 300 likes on our facebook podcast page just to see all the support all the love as we really 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 just have fun with this again i i want to emphasize this is a passion project that we made a that we talked about a year and a half ago that's finally being implemented guys thank you so much for the support 
we really mean it. And most importantly, everybody, this is the most important thing. I understand that things right now are, are terrible. I'm just going to be very blunt about it. Things are terrible with the way that we deem ourselves as a, as a promoter of equality when that's just not true in a sense. There's just so many holes. But here's the thing about these holes. They're finally being brought into, into the limelight. There's no, oh, alternate side of things. There's no, oh, he, uh, alternate facts or some BS that, you know, people might want to bring up. No, we have a video deeming what happened. There's no, there's no other interpretation. There is clear evidence. So we've got, we're now being aware, the whole country, the whole world is aware, and we're making the right steps. We're moving forward in the right direction. So along with Des, Leo, and myself, we will continue the fight, and we welcome anyone that's not with us right now in the fight to uh, be on our side. Yes, for sure, and uh, we will post more about uh, probably having like an organized. Um, well, myself, Leo, and Jordan, if any others want to join, uh, when we have time, sometime this week or next week to protest, we will post on the page. And if you want to, for sure, uh, we'll definitely have a link to for uh, Leo's Geekly Goods uh, fundraiser for Black Lives Matter. We'll have it on the page as well. So if you want to donate as well, um, we did. We will continue the fight from that way. Uh, if you can't join us to uh, protest. And like Jordan said, we're doing this peacefully. We're educated and we're understanding this as a nation. So just stay together, stay unified. Um, and this is keeping it 100. Signing off. Signing off.